This is Patrick and Vanessa Zangardi, and you're listening to Demand and Brand. The podcast where we cover marketing trends and techniques to help you succeed in marketing. All right, another episode of Demand and Brand. And this is a big one for us because we have a special guest, which is very cool because usually it's just you and I just sure. talking about what we like to talk about. It's our first guest. I know. That's, yeah. that's look at us. That's the special guest. Yeah, that's the special guest. Got the it. first guest, yeah. We're like so grown up now. Look at us with our podcast, having guests on it. So anyways, this is going to be very fun because it's going to be centered around things that business owners need to know, especially if you're a solopreneur, if you're an entrepreneur, if you you know have no chill like a lot of the rest of us. This is going to be a really great episode for you. So without further ado, I'm going to kick it to Patrick to introduce our special and first podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, so we usually talk about marketing and sales strategies and tactics kind of more as it relates to business strategy and communication strategy. But uh, as Vanessa said, we know tons of our listeners are business owners and department leaders. And so today we're speaking with somebody um, who's an expert in all things cost optimization mm-hmm. um, and cost management, which is, as we all know, extremely important in running a healthy business. Um, so without further ado, today's guest is Jim Lichtenberg from Schooly Mitchell. Jim helps organizations manage and optimize their budgets on things like software, utilities, merchant services, and a slew of other things that we business owners and marketers have to deal with on a daily and weekly basis. And Jim, we are so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for being with us. Yes, thank you. Well, thank you for the invitation. And I'm really excited that I'm your first guest. So we're going to make this one great. Yes, yes. And I think this is a cool topic, too, because we did a podcast a few episodes back about ways businesses fail in marketing. And this is all tangential because one of the ways was not having the resources allocated. Right. And that includes money. And so if we are looking at it from a cost saving perspective. Now we have more resources to funnel back to marketing and all that kind of stuff. So to the average listener, this may not make total sense, but it does make perfect sense once you get through and you listen to all the stuff we're going to talk about. So, Jim, did we miss anything? What else can you tell the audience about you and things like that? Well, you really did a great intro, and I appreciate that very much. You know, our value add here at Schooly Mitchell is what you just said. We're the extra resource. We're the expert advisor that we can fill in and be that person to help identify cost-saving opportunities, go through that process um, to really find monies you're spending on in certain categories for your business. And then how can you allocate that to other projects? Like you just said, hey, we have a marketing initiative. Where can we find the monies to do that? So our services really lined up great for a lot of different sized businesses just for that reason. We can find money that you're spending in this category. That's part of your operational expenses. And let's put it to something strategic that can help you know grow our business. That's my least favorite and most favorite part of running a business is looking at my <laughs> looking at my expense. Um, you know, I, I recall a time a couple months ago, maybe it's been more like a year or so at this point, where um, I took a day or two and really looked at all of our different software services and utilities and found a bunch of overlaps of things I was paying for twice or things that maybe I was overpaying for and underusing. And and, um, in some cases, things that I was uh, not paying for that maybe we could have been paying for to 
get more service, get better, you know, kind of offerings from, from the provider. Or things I was paying for that you had no idea I was paying for that you were like, I could use this. <laughs> you know, there. <laughs> Listen, we, we we work very closely with each other, but we still have overlap sometimes. Yeah. I, in fact, to that point, we were both paying for the same software with different licenses sure. where we uncovered that we could have just had a, um, a plan that allowed for more licenses and we'd be spending a little bit less per month. But yeah. we digress. And the point that I'm trying to come to here is the impact of cash optimization on a business is critical because as we all know, cash is king and cash goes mm -hmm. far. Um, Jim, I'm curious if you can kind of tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are in your career. And um, then I, I want to hear your definition of cost optimization because our listeners and myself, and I'll speak for yep. Vanessa, we all probably have our own definition in our own heads, but let's set mm -hmm. the record straight. Yeah. So the definition of cost optimization, uh, really what you transcribed of what you were trying to do and what you discovered, I mean, that's really it. It's identifying, are you using the services you're using most effectively and for the least amount of money? So it's going through that. And, and who wants to do it, right? You didn't start your marketing business to go look at software licenses and the cost and, you know, phone bills and all that. No, we don't want to do that. You know, it's like I always refer to think of a, a personal level. You have a cell phone that's four years old. You're thinking about. I'm going to spend, you know, two or three hours, wherever, whatever provider you have to try to find the phone, get the right plan, get everything transferred. And that's for an individual. So think about, you know, do that, you know, 10 times, 50 times for a business. So, but that's cost optimization. What can you utilize today with who you have or with somebody new, look at it from both strategies and get the most effective program or provider that fits your business for the least amount of money. That's that's really what cost optimization is. But it takes it takes time and it takes resources to do that. And that's the most challenging piece for any small business is do you have the time? Do you have the resources? And if you're the owner, you're probably wearing five or six different hats already. And again, you don't start the business to look at that stuff. You had a passion for what you found your business on. Um, so that can always be a challenge. Uh, a little background on me. So uh, technical background, I started out as a electronic engineer many, many years ago. And so I like technology. And from there, I got my business degree at Tiffin, Tiffin University and then started getting to the management level. So then I was managing people, managing different um, groups that worked on both the manufacturing side and of a business and the service side of a business before Schooley Mitchell. I worked at a large corporation, managed two of their business units that made industrial power products. So I got the full experience of managing a P&L. So I have some unique experiences to look at things from a larger business perspective, but also some things that I knew I thought was being taken care of because we were a larger business perspective. And then you realize, well, not everything might have been taken care of. And then now with Schooley Mitchell, I discovered it through a process um, uh, of finding the organization. It's a franchise. So I bought a franchise five and a half years ago. Um, really love how our process is set up. So I got a lot of back office support that does a lot of the uh, our um, cost optimization work for us. So I can focus on building relationships with people, building relationships with clients. So I have that, I kind of have that um, large corporation focus 
of managing a PL. And I now I'm, you know, I'm a solopreneur, right? So I'm managing it from a very different perspective. So I always try to put myself in my client's shoes and their perspective, looking at, hey, here's some opportunities we can do for you. What what would I do if I was in their position? So that's yeah. the kind of perspective I try to bring. Yeah. And that that lengthy, you know, kind of like weaving of your history, I think gives you the perspective to help you know, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, people with just a few businesses, all the way up to some of our bigger clients and people that listen that, you know, could be in the millions of dollars of the business, right? Because either way you look at it, you have to have the manpower and the resources and the desire to sit down for a long time, right? You could go in and look at your credit card statements and say, okay, I need to slash these things. But if you don't, I'm sure you can tell us, you don't have a holistic view on exactly what you're doing and why you're doing it and why you're spending this money, right? All those nuances, you're just never going to have the full picture and you're just not going to be able to probably cost optimize in kind of the right way. So that kind of leads into my next question. So what should businesses, solopreneurs, or people know, what should they know about cost optimization? What are some barriers that you come across? Like what are some, some things that businesses and solopreneurs should know about cost optimization? Well, I think the first thing is, you know, you should be managing your P&L. So you should be looking at what costs stand out to you. And, and I think that's it, it depends on what type of business. Right. So like if you're a small manufacturing company, things like, uh, you know, things like shipping, things like communications might be um, it could be waste removal. But it's also obviously probably people, payroll, health benefits. So there's a there's a whole slew of categories that you can look at. And it, it should be something that you review on your PL basis of, okay, what stands out to me? Um, and there's going to be some things people feel comfortable doing themselves. And that's kind of that, that internal evaluation that they have to do. Okay, what do I feel confident in? It could be past experience. It could be you have somebody on your team that maybe worked in that industry, right? Maybe they worked you know, for waste removal or they or they work for um, a communications company, well, then they might have insight you can lean on. Other times you're not going to have, you don't have available resources and you don't have available time or you don't have the expertise. And when you look at cost optimization, it, yes, you could probably go and you might, you know, you might be able to save, hey, I can save 10%. I saw this advertisement. Um, let's go ahead and initiate this. Um, that's good at a, at a very short term level, but is it really the best solution for your business? So it's a mul multiple approach that you have to look at it. Not only are you saving money now, is it what I need not only today, but a year from now? Maybe you need a, maybe you need a, a technology change for whatever your business is doing. And I think the other part of it is too, uh, we get all, I mean, even personally, right? You get so focused on, I want to save this, this bit of money now. Okay, great. If I do a good job. And then here it is two years later, you're busy, right? You're doing stuff, you're growing your business, things are exciting and you, you forgot about what you did two years ago. And then you go back and look at it and you go, okay, wait a minute, I'm paying 30% more than what I was when, before I saved 10%. Because it's, e it's easy to lose track of it. And so <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the part I think with co cost optimization, most people forget. Don't just do it the one time. You really got to look at it on an ongoing basis. If you can't do it monthly, then you should at least look at it quarterly. Where are you at? Where are you tracking? What has, you know, what might have changed? And then you ha definitely have to year over year should do more of that full evaluation. Did my cost go up? Where am I at today? 
um, is this service providing when I need it to, you know, do a full holistic review of it. I have two examples where I've been bitten by that. Um, one is with one of our software services. I, I forget exactly which. Um, I was on a month-to-month -month plan, you know, just pay as you go, and was using the software a lot and felt like we are going to use this for the long run. Mm -hmm. And I just so happened to log in one day and I saw something like convert to an annual plan, pay monthly, but commit annually kind of a thing and get a 15% or some discount. And so I said, why not? Let's do it. And lo and behold, within three to four months, I no longer was using that software. We were still paying for it because I took that short-term gain without thinking about the long-term implications. And you know, there's always a blip on the radar. Stuff like that happens. But um, you know, when you're paying for something for nine, ten months without really even using it, um, and then also changing to use something else, it burns. It burns. Um, and so I took a short-term win and had a long-term loss. And something that you just mentioned there, Jim, really kind of connected with me, which is, you know, this is an ongoing thing. You don't do it yearly. Um, you know, you mentioned you shouldn't be doing it quarterly, but that's better. You know, this is a, a monthly or maybe in larger organizations even more often than that. I'm curious, what are what are ways that you can do this efficiently? Like, how do you how do you look at your overall spending plan and and, and cost optimization strategy, but not spend so much time on it that you're not able to dedicate that time to something else that's revenue producing perhaps. Right. That that's a really good question. You know, and I call I call that an opportunity loss scenario when I talk to businesses, because if you decide, okay, what's the system we can make internal to do it? Or now you're dedicating resources and you're dedicating their time. And then what's what are the projects? What are the things that they could be spending on to grow your business or make it more efficient, you know, make it better. That's that opportunity loss that you're having. You're, you're focusing on costs, which is, which is good, but is that really the best use of your time and your best um, use of your resources? So that's that self-evaluation piece that you have to go through because, you know, a service like we provide, uh, we're providing it as a independent third-party basis. So we're working behind the scenes as our clients are continually working on their business and making it better, making it stronger, trying to trying to grow it. So that's one of the most important factors that I think businesses have to they have to do that that you know return on investment calculation themselves. Is this worth the time doing ourselves versus having somebody come in? Because now if you use a third party person to do that, um, to partner with you, to work on it, now you're getting multiple projects done. You have somebody working on the cost side and you're still working on your marketing, your sales strategy, trying to grow the business on the other side. And I think that's one of the biggest parts that gets missed by smaller businesses because you, you start a business and you, you put all the hats on, right? I mean, you're, you're working it. So you're used to doing that. And then it's just, it becomes natural that, well, I don't want to change. You know, I want to, I want to keep doing this. Um, but that evaluation is very important. And then obviously you got to find, you know, the right person or the right company that you can partner with to trust, to take care of that for you as well. That's an important factor. Yeah, I like what you said before about like finding experts, right? Because we're big on that too. Like we obviously consider ourselves marketing branding experts and we want clients to leverage, you know, even things like this, right? And people just wanting marketing help, right? Go to the experts. So like 
I mean, when you said before entrepreneurs wear multiple hats, right? Like you can't really do anything very well. And you certainly can't be an expert at cost optimization if you're trying to do everything else. So I don't know. I'm a big fan of if someone else can do it better, they should just be your partner, right? Absolutely. They should just be your partner. So when you go into businesses, Jim, like what are some for our listeners, if they were like, well, I just want to even get my foot wet on cost optimization now that I know what it is. This is cool. I've never really done it right. What are some low hanging fruit or like things that you could give for tips to solopreneurs, entrepreneurs of like where they might be able to look at this and understand this in their own P&L? So once you identify in, in your in their P&L um, of some of the cost factors, like I'm going to take uh, cellular plans, for an example, it's a great way to look at. Right. <laughs> well, well, it's one of the areas that you're probably using the provider you're using since your first device. Right. If it's worked and you've been happy and you've had coverage, you just stick with it. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a comfort factor of, well, this is working and they don't want to change it. And, you know, it could be difficult to do so and difficult to find out apples to apple comparisons of what else can they get from other providers. So in that example, what I would do is you got to take a hard look at what plans you need. You know, see if you can optimize with what you have. Like, look at your data plans. Unlimited is the easy button push. But if you have employees on a plan and they're using less than a gig of data because they're really using it at, for voice and text and they're on Wi-Fi when they are using the data, well, then maybe unlimited isn't the best option. And then, boom, there's cost savings. You're not you're not changing providers. You're not worried about what new device to get. You know, what's the coverage? You have your you have the, the plan and the devices you trust. You're just optimizing within that plan. So kind of, you know, do that, do that self-check going, what do we have with what we're using? Can we just optimize with what we have? So cellular is great because you can look at what devices are being used. Maybe you have a couple of devices that hasn't been used in six months, kind of forgot about it, right? Maybe a couple of people left. And then when new hires came on, you bought new, you didn't go back to look to see what devices you had. So you're paying for, you know, lines that are not being used. So that's another great way to look at it. Then if you look at it from other cost perspective, um, you know, like waste removal, well, do you need three pickups a week? Maybe you can manage with two, or maybe you get, maybe you upsize the dumpster. So you go from three to one. So just look within what you're spending today and what options you might have to see if you can do better. And that's cost optimization. You're not, you don't have to change providers. You know, you don't have to, you know, jump on, you know, promotional discounts that might tie into other things, you know, that, that you explained earlier, Patrick. Just look at what you can change within what you're using today. Just become a little bit more efficient. That I think that's always a great first step to look at. I love those easy tips you gave because that's the kind of stuff that it's actionable and it's simple. You know, it might not be easy work per se, but it's simple to say, look at what you're using, look at what's what, what, what's available to you and see if they match up. You know, and, and <laughs> uh, one that I'm almost embarrassed to admit is that um, we at our company, ever since really the pandemic and lockdowns hit three years ago, almost uh, at this point, we're paying for two or three different um softwares to enable remote work zoom you know 
calendar meeting event things, um, Google, uh, you know, you name it, we were paying for it just because like we kind of needed to at that point, or maybe I just signed up for them. I don't know. And it took a long time for me to realize like, oh, wait, we're using this thing for this. We're using that thing for that. We're using this thing for the third, but all can be managed in one unified platform with just one simple switch. And, you know, that optimized, that, that strategy worked out for us because now not only is it less money, which is great, but it's less cash in and out of my bank account. So I have less things to manage. And that's a good thing, uh, really, all across the board. Right. Yeah. And in small changes like that, uh, a lot of people don't realize it's it's going to uh, immediately impact your cash flow. Right. I mean, if you're paying less out for these things because you just optimize it, optimize it, you know, the following month, once this once those changes are implemented, you're paying less, which means you have more cash flow for your business. So the small things can definitely um, add up as a positive. 100%. Yeah, there uh that, that there's that's analogous to what we always talk about in marketing, making a small change in marketing and staying consistent with it mm -hmm. over time is something that uh it only can benefit you. And so this is absolutely right along the lines of what we're talking about every single day. So to that point in you know in in making small changes, um it seems like these small changes not just would be beneficial to um, your cash flow and your overall operating expenses, but it seems like it would also be extremely important in, in the overall health of your business. You know, managing costs can probably help you to spend more time elsewhere because you have less overhead to worry about. Um, how impactful is that in thinking about things like sales? You know, can you grow sales by, maybe that's not the right question. Um, I guess, is there is there some type of equation or equilibrium point where like a reduction in cost is equal to x amount of increased sales or revenue is that something that we need to think about as business owners and department leaders yes absolutely that's a really great point you know and then it depends on what you're doing you know if you're providing a service or you're you're or you're uh creating a uh, a product you know but you should look at that like if if we save ten thousand dollars a year by doing this what's that equivalent to the you know the sales side and then obviously it's going to impact your your bottom line side but meaning if we say ten thousand dollars on the bottom line you know that might be you know seventy five thousand dollars in sales growth we had to do to get that same impact on the bottom line whatever that conversion is i i have a quote that um I actually have as part of my signature on my emails, and it's uh, a five percent reduction in operating costs is the same P and L impact as thirty percent increase in sales. Now, obviously, that thirty percent, you know, might be debatable depending, like I said, what service and industry or product that you have. And that's that was a quote by Gartner, which which is a um, very well known consulting company, so they have things in line and a lot of data to back that up with. Uh, but that's how impact, impactful it can be when you think about changing on your bottom line five percent there's work involved but when you compare it to 30 percent in sales that's a dramatic change of sales i mean that's a lot of work to get a 30 percent increase in sales so when you look at a business you should always look at it a two approach you know yeah how do i grow sales and have that strategy but wow if i can do some effort and improve my my bottom line by five percent 
and have that kind of impact, you know, relative what you're thinking on the sales side, boy, focus on that bottom line stuff. Cause then guess what? That's going to fund some of those strategic plans that we mentioned earlier on growing the sales side of the business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's all so interesting and it's, it all starts with just really understanding, you know, whether you're a solopreneur or a partner or a, you know, a department leader or whatever, it's just like understanding your role in the bigger picture and then how cost optimization, even in just your department, right. Could so, so greatly impact the rest of the organization. And this, I think is really important for like businesses. A lot of businesses are like transitioning right now. Right. Mm -hmm. There's changes in staffing, there's changes in staffing levels, there's changes in, I mean, you name it, right? Someone can say, yeah, that change has happened to me, right? There's change. We can just say the only constant, <laughs> the change. only constant is change. Yes, there you go. There we go. So what cost items should we, should you, can you suggest, if I don't trip over my words, for businesses that are kind of going through some of these transitions right now? Like where can they look immediately to help them kind of get a handle on this as a transition? Yeah, really good question. So I, I always look at businesses on uh, in, in two sides. So not my, my background is manufacturing, so I tend to think of that, but you can look at it really in any type of business. There's the, the half of the business that you're providing that product or service. So like in manufacturing, that's all the spots of, you know, inventory, um, I should say, uh, material comes in one end and a product comes out at, at another. So that's one whole circle of a process you should look at. And that's operations for service side. It could be, you know, parts needed or calls coming in and, you know, the service people are going out or you're providing your service to your clients. Like that's the operation of what you're delivering piece. But then there's the front office management operation part of the business. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the backside, there's, there's a lot of variables there. So if you're a manufacturing company, you got to be looking at inventory. I mean, inventory is, it can directly relate to cash right away. If there's any mismanagement or low inventory turns, you know, and, and this was part of the problem with the supply chain is it forced companies to buy more than what they may, may need in the future, but they didn't want to be shorthanded. But the problem is now you are buying things probably at a very high price level than it is today. Yeah. So now, your margins now you're sitting on a lot of money that's not worth that much and then there could be a scrap part involved if you have to get rid of that inventory yeah and, and what's that impact to the business so any company with inventory with a process that includes inventory that you have to look at that right away i think that's an important factor and then obviously you look at your efficiencies on that operation side then the other side of the house the, the kind of the services you need just to operate a business um, you know, I talked about, you know, you know cellular that falls into that communication piece, depending on the size of the business. That's always one you should be looking at. There's so many changes in the industry today, but technology and what's available and different plans, something you should always look at. Um, but then, you know, and, and then to that P&L, what, what are some of the heavy hitters that can also be low hanging fruit so that you should be looking at your shipping if you have shipping? You should be looking at your facility supplies. Just about everybody has office supplies or cleaning supplies. Um, you know, that's something you should look at. Uh, it could also be the merchant services piece. If your sales is going through a credit card processing mm. formation, that's always a cost that's changing. And there's a lot of changes and um, consolidations in that industry. 
So that's definitely something to look at. So again, it does depend on the type of business you have, but almost everybody has communications, right? We're doing it today. Yeah. <laughs> communicating today. So we, we, we both have that. Um, and then, you know, credit cards could be something because that's a sales mechanism. Shipping is another one because that's how you get products to your clients. If it's a consumer or another business, you're shipping something. Um, facility supplies. So look at those common areas that you have that maybe, and again, it's this part that we talked about of you get kind of used to paying for something because you feel you need it and you might not think it's an opportunity to cost optimize. Those are the things you should look at right away because you probably haven't looked at it in years. Yeah. And, I, and, and I'm sure it has changed over that time frame. It just, things do. And usually when I talk to business, you know, I'm trying to find what's the best worth of their time. Right. I don't want to look at something that's a minimum cost to them that they might have looked at six months ago. Let me look at something that's more impactful that they haven't looked at in two, three, five years. Because I, I know that could be um, one that could impact the business in a positive way. That's fantastic. Yeah. These changes are always happening, you know, whether it's a, a merger, an acquisition, entering a new market. There's all these trigger points, I'm sure, that would lead somebody to say, boy, maybe it's time to reconsider what's happening in you know this area or that area of my business. Those are really good, good tips you just lined out there, Jim. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. And, and you know, one thing to look at is this is kind of a new way of thinking. Um, and depending on the business, if you can look at it, even if you haven't had experience in, in acquiring a business, but put yourself in that in yourself in those shoes. If I was going to buy the business I have today, what mm -hmm. are the areas I would look at to improve? Right. Because what, what are you driven by? You're driven by ROI. What efficiencies can you improve to create your return on investment um, and make the make the business more profitable? And I think a lot of times we don't we don't look at our businesses that way. You know, we look at it totally, totally different. You know, it's what we created. It's ours. So again, all the hats we wear and all this stuff, which is great. That's how that's how you're being successful. Right. But step out of the out of that comfort zone and, and look at it differently. And if when you look at it, you naturally ask the tough questions that you normally don't ask yourself or don't ask your team. Wow. That's a fantastic tip is to look <laughs> at something objectively yeah. from the outside looking in. And those are, you know, I'll admit that's a challenging thing to do, right? Yeah. Like it's hard to look at yourself. It's hard to look at, you said, your your business. It's your baby in, in many cases. Yeah. Right. But those are some fantastic things to consider. Um, you know, what would I want to see if I were buying my own company? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I love that. So I have a question. This is the, this is the last, last question I'll ask you just because I feel like we've gone this far and everyone's gonna be like, oh my God, cost optimization. I'm here for it. 2024 is, or 2024, 2023. Don't, don't give the whole year away. January's <laughs> gone already, but don't. I know. Away. I got all confused. 2023 is my year to cost optimize. How far along does a business need to be? Do you accept people? Do you work with people that ha haven't even looked at this stuff? Like, do, does someone have to do their homework before they come talk to you? Right. No homework involved. It's okay. it's really <laughs> it's, it's really the process I go about is um, I always I always call it I call it a discovery conversation. Okay, cool. It's like let's let's open up some doors and talk about your business and talk about some cost centers you might not have thought about in a while. Um, in most cases, I'm probably, you know, it's, 
it's you're not saying yes to everything. It's again, what's important to you and what do you want to accomplish? And then what are those impactful areas? What are those, you know, one, two, maybe three things that you haven't looked at in a while? What would be the most impactful? And then, okay, let's focus on that one and see what opportunities there are. Okay, good. Because I like people might be all gung ho and they're like, oh my gosh, I got to do all this homework before. But it's good to know you accept people on any walk of their cost optimization journey, right? Come as you are. <laughs> no, exactly. And it could be something that you haven't looked at this in a long time, or it could be something that, you know, you have put some strategies together maybe a year or two ago and going, hey, I just want to double check to see if we're still optimized. You know, are we still good? There could be incremental savings. So really anywhere you are in that in that step process of looking at costs is, is the time to talk about it. Fantastic. Well, that's awesome. Really, really informative stuff today. Yeah. It's opened up our eyes. I'll speak for you as well yeah. as for me um, on things that we can and should be considering, but maybe haven't yet or kicked the can down the line because it seems difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll admit, you know, out of my own, from my own perspective there. Um, Jim, how, how can our listeners find you and how can they, they absorb more information from you and put this talk into action? Well, I am pretty active on LinkedIn. So I try to provide some relative articles, you know, kind of like the best tips things. Um, I share some um, success stories so you can kind of match, you know, where, where we're helping other companies and how that might relate to your company. Um, I do some I do some videos. Um, I'm getting more active in, in podcasts like yourself and some speaking opportunities with certain organizations. So you can definitely find me on LinkedIn. I also have a web page, um, you know, schoolingmetro.com slash um, Jay Lichtenberg. You can find content there and more information on our services and how I might be able to help. Very, very cool. We'll make sure that we link it in the show notes so that people can find you um, because obviously it's extremely, extremely important. And I thought this was fantastic. I cannot wait our listeners to absorb this, to really take it, to th at least think about it. Cause even if we've planted that seed in their head enough and they'll get there eventually, you know, that's all you can do, right? Is just help business owners just do better and be better so that they can free up their time and that they can do the things that they need to do and not have to worry about things like marketing and branding and cost optimization, right? They can learn and then they can, they can partner with the experts. So this was great. Thank you, Jim, so much. We really value you being our first guest. We had a great conversation. Um, for everybody else, if this is the first episode that you found us, we're, we didn't even introduce ourselves. Patrick, <laughs> and Vanessa Zangardi. We are also heavily um, involved on LinkedIn, so you can find us there easily. We made it Zangardi.com to learn more about us. And then you can also find us on TikTok and Instagram. Um, and if you like what you've listened to, Go back and listen to the other podcasts and make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode from us. We're so excited to have you on the show again, uh, Jim. Thank you. And thanks to all of our listeners. Uh, we love doing this. We love educating and we love having you all here. Well, thank thanks. you so much, Patrick and Vanessa, for the opportunity. Really enjoyed the conversation. Awesome. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you.